I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Baby, baby. <laughs> that was cool. We're back on the game. Mitch Fortner, Troy Coverdale, David G, and Owen Berg. What's up? I gotta say, anytime I you know play music to come back in, and all three start bobbing your heads in unison, <laughs> I feel real good. I'm like, I have my, we're getting in the right mood. <laughs> Listen, back in the day when I was doing your job, I pulled a lot of that music and. I like the music I pulled. Trust me, there's yeah, there's uh, there's only one bed sheet I use right now, and it's yours. Yeah. So. Did you hear that, Troy? Did you hear that, Steve? Big Steve. Did you hear that, John? Whew. Who else pulled music? Dave. Yeah, Dave. <laughs> Dude, big. You gotta bust out some of Big Steve stuff, though. I might have to look. Somebody's got to teach me the code. Also, yours weird. is super well, easy I mean, to remember. It's, it's just all Lincoln Park songs and Green Day songs, I think. No, he had some weird stuff, like the the uh, computers fighting and stuff. Remember that stuff was so weird. No, I it's guess like, I don't. Like, oh my God, Big Steve, come on! What is this? I got some Rammstein in there. I like that. Rock's fine, but when you know some AEW themes. When you got like when AI, you have two AI computers fighting. It's, it's weird music, man. It's weird. Oh, did you watch the pay per view? You know, I on didn't. Saturday? I'm I'm so glad you brought this up. I didn't. Um, I need to dearly because I've seen so much about it, and you know, wrestling fans talk about that all the time. If a match ever goes into the category of like, I would show a non wrestling fan this. You're like, that's you know, it's up there. And I'll tell you what, I think all four of us just need to get together. Watch Hangman and Swerve Strickland. I knew Stephanie. you were going to go there. <laughs> yes. I'd love to see Troy's reaction to that match. That'd be fantastic. Texas Deathmatch. Adam Page, Swerve Strickland. You uh, you afraid of blood at all, Troy? Uh, No. That's good. No. <laughs> we'll just, there was a 20, I think it was 25 or 20 year anniversary of the Hell in the Cell where Undertaker 25. threw. 25. 25. He, he threw Mankind off the top and uh, Troy shrug, shrugged it off. He's like, I don't care. That's stupid. Well, he had never even heard of that. He, he's yeah. He's been a sheltered kid all his life. He did not watch Rufus R. Jones back in the day. Uh, oh, no. I watched Rufus R. Jones back in the day. Now you're now you're into the realm where, yes, watch I watched. Who, who else went through Kansas City? Harley Race. Oh, my. Bulldog Bob Brown. Bulldog Bob Brown. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I did watch days. I did watch in those days. The territory days. You know, because you had to watch on channel forty one to be able to pull it at one point. What what day and what long day long before cable. What day and what time of the day was, was wrestling on back then? Uh usually it would be Saturday morning because forty one at the time was independent and so they were having to fill while the networks had the cartoons on. 
41 was having to try to figure out a way to counter-program. Well, there's actually a movie about to come out about the Von Erichs, um, who were basically royalty in the state of Texas for a while. So if I say the name Gagne, what do you think? You mean Gagne? Vern Gagne? Mm-hmm. I was like, Gagne, I think of the Dodgers closer back then. Uh, Gagne is actually how uh, they pronounce it. I've never heard that. Uh, well, Ric Flair trained up there, and he always said Vern Gagne. His, uh, his granddaughter was one of my sideline people on broadcasts oh, at wow. UNC Whoa. for a bit. She was a basketball player. So, Whoa. Did she, is, she, is she from Minnesota? Yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen the early reviews for that movie, and apparently it's fantastic. I'm very excited to watch it. Zac Efron is like the, the biggest name out of the, the Von Erich family. It's basically a biopic. Mm-hmm. Very sad story, by the way, of the yeah. Von Erich family. Yeah, it is. Uh, five brothers, right? Four of them died. Three of them, by, let's see, one, two of them by suicide. How, how you got to remind me here. The one one guy, by electrocution. Yeah. Um, the dad died really early. So there's one. Le- there's one brother left. I heard uh, Corey Feldman shooting a Marty Jannetty biopic. <laughs> Sorry. Come on. Wow. I'm trying to figure out if that was a good joke. It was badly timed, I think, at least. I think it was good. It was well-timed. We're talking about four of the five guys dying. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. Why would he be Marty Jannetty? I just wanted to pick someone that would Corey Feldman level. You know, because you know? it, be, it wouldn't be believable if it was Macho Man because he's too cool. So it's like, eh, Marty Jannetty and Corey Feldman kind of feel like the same, you know, like w- forgotten, uh, overshadowed by much, much. I, not, not many people would get this, but if Corey Feldman was going to do a biopic of a wrestler, it's probably one, two, three kid or oh, X-Pac. Dude, that'd like, be- it's. That's actually skinny, small guy with long black hair. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's actually a really good idea. It's a great poll. Man, that's good. Shout out to Sean Waltman. All right, sure. let's uh, let's get off the old wrestling here. A reminder, into this segment, I'm giving away two tickets for K-State against Central Arkansas tomorrow night at Bramlage. Again, two tickets if you can go. Definitely try to call in and win. Um, we'll do that here shortly. I Just give you a heads up right now. It's going to be a trivia question. The first caller to get it right is winning the tickets. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. Uh, all right, I do want to play some clips from Chris Kleiman earlier today, his press conference uh, taking place. It's the last one of the regular season. Uh, it would be great if we had one next week. That means the Cats going to the Big 12 Championship. If not, we just, uh, we'll just wait till bowl season, uh, wherever the Cats may go. Uh, this was actually my, one of my favorite clips of the, of the press conference. It was actually right at the end. It was a question from our new general manager, Matt Walters, uh, about you know making a statement and uh Kleiman said the KU game was a statement win and it was needed. I thought it was really important for this team and, and their legacy to have one of those wins where it didn't look good, <clears throat> found a way to come from behind and then held the lead. You hang on to the ball for the last five minutes and thirty three seconds with the offense on the field when they know what you're gonna do. That's pretty impactful. That's pretty cool as far as a legacy. And you know the story's still being written for us. We still got more chapters and this is a huge one. So um we're still kind of figuring out what that final legacy is going to be, but uh, that was a huge chapter last week. So right there was just another part of the story that Saturday night was. that we re- It was kind of glossed over in the first hour earlier, but we really didn't talk about it. If K-State lost that game, that's how this team is remembered. For sure. Mm-hmm. The team that lost to KU. Forget about you know, Will Howard winning the Big 12 championship. Mean, we'll remember Will Howard for the Big 12 championship game, of course, but in 2023, the story 
all of a sudden, instead of winning seven or eight, nine, you know, eight games maybe, they've won eight now with the KU win, but instead of winning those games and having a good year, it would always be remembered as a streak coming to an end. Mm-hmm. And we're all heartbroken, and now every time we think about 2023, if Casey lost to KU, that's all we think about. So that was definitely a huge legacy win for the seniors and for everybody on the team. That's for sure. There's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. It still amazes me to think that we're talking about a streak now that has reached 15. And I think that that's where so much of the anxiety that you felt comes from is that it's 15 straight. What's this going to feel like when that streak is finally snapped? Mm-hmm. And, oh, crap, we're going to have to put up with KU fans. <laughs> well, I mean, put your sho- put yourself in the shoes of KU fans when K-State ended the streak in yes. Bramlage. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Like, you, you, you feel like KU fans were like, oh, oh well, they won one. Hell no, that yeah, was a heartbreaking were... defeat. Yeah, I mean, they played it off. A lot of them played it off. Like, yeah, who cares? Whatever. Beat you 30 times in a row. So. I, I was still floored, though, how bitter some were on Saturday night. Man, yikes. I mean, it was a great game. Over the top bitter. For sure. Well, who was that guy that got after D.Y.? He went on some yeah. Twitter show and cussed psycho. out Will Howard. Yeah, man. Yeah, Bryson Stricker. Crazy. Psycho. I mean really went off about it. It's like, just go outside. Take a deep breath. Take a deep breath, man. God. Uh, Another clip I really liked uh, from Kleiman. I'm sorry, Owen, did you want to say something? My bad. Yeah, I think this is probably the first time I've felt like KU fans care about that. I I have never seen so many KU fans want that win more. But now the Sunflower. Because they had a chance for sure, yeah. Yeah, it's true. But now the Sunflower (laughs) Showdown streak is old enough to drive itself to school. So here we are. Well, I listened to I listened to the uh, the post the KU post game afterwards. I I, it's kind of crazy. I couldn't get a K State um, you know, broadcast in (laughs) you know, middle of Lawrence. What? Um and well it's kinda hard to get KU broadcast here in town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but it was all the whole conversation was we had it. We should have won this game. I feel like I've been, you know, kicked in the groin. Yeah. You know, it's just real heartbreak. I mean, it was shattered emotionally. They should. I mean, they did. They had a couple times to just wrap that baby up and it just didn't happen. But that's what when you make a mistake, good teams make you pay. And K State made them pay for those mistakes. I left I left the press box at the perfect time. Because I'm, first of all, walking against the grain of everybody leaving. I'm trying to get to the other side of the stadium. And it's all KU fans. But at the same time, the pride of Wildcat land is blaring the fight song in Wabash. And you can hear the loudest KSU chant while I'm watching KU fans walk out like zombies. Yikes. Yikes. And and dodging the (laughs) porta-potties. Or headed in to throw up. (laughs) Damn. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. I wanted to uh, bring up this clip about the linebacker room. Um, you know, it, it's been kind of a sad year for linebackers. Guys, season ending with injuries. Daniel Green, a six-year senior. You have uh, Jake Clifton, who had learned all positions, and he was really hitting in stride, and then he gets hurt a, a week ago. And then um, you have Asa Newsom. Hashtag my boy. Yeah. Asa Newsom. Um Injured really before a season could truly get going. But Kleiman has been very proud of this linebacker room this year. 
appreciate Coach Standard. Our linebacker room's decimated with injuries like a lot of teams are, so we're not making any excuses. But I think uh, our guys have done a great job of next-man-up mentality in the linebacker room. And Palmer played an excellent second half uh, when he got a lot more snaps. Uh, Austin Romaine uh, is going to play a bunch. This, we'll keep rotating those two guys. They're they're both uh, guys that you know backed up Daniel and then backed up Jake, and, and they're, they're playing good football. I want to just say something real quick about Bo Palmer. <laughs> um, Coach, I mean, he said it that, uh, you know, it was in a, another question that, you know, Bo, Bo's trajectory to get to where he is now, which is basically the backup Mike to Austin Romaine, was that this year he was just supposed to be a special teams guy. Guys get hurt, his role becomes bigger. And then in that second half against KU, he played extremely well. Wow, did he ever play. He was yeah. very good. He was good. And I thought he had one of the best hits of the game. Yes. Where Cole Ballard is running to the sideline, the K-State sideline. Not only did Bo hit him well, well in two ways, with force and with technique. Mm-hmm. Because he did not lower that helmet and blow him up. He turned his shoulder. The helmet slapped a little bit, but that was definitely shoulder to shoulder Hard contact. Yeah. I was like, kid, that's exactly how you do it. Yeah, dude. That's exactly how you want to do that. Yeah, and I, I'm sorry, the name Bo Palmer just screams linebacker to me. He looks the part. He looks huge. Um, what I, I really I feel horrible that up. calling you uh, like calling this right now, but like, what is his story? That what he what, what, is he a freshman junior? I, I have no idea who this guy is. He is a junior. Okay. He went to Blue Valley High School in Overland Park. He's uh, 6'2", 230. Big kid. Been with the team since 2020. Big. Did not play. He played in two games, was mostly on kickoff awesome. coverage in 21. Played in six games as a reserve linebacker in 2022. And on special teams, he had an injury that cut his season short. And now 2023, his role has grown significantly mm-hmm. throughout the year. He, he was out there being a real problem in that second half. I mean, he was out there thumping people. And I thought, who this guy? This guy's up there. Where's he been? It's crazy. Bo Palmer, good for you, man. And if you're worried about K-State not preparing for the weather, guys are preparing for the weather. Don't worry. Offense will do some wet ball things each day this week. By the time we practice right now, it's dark anyway, so it's already a little coolness in the air. It's going to be windier today, so we get acclimated. I mean, we use, we're at the indoor, but both groups go outside. We don't stay in the indoor. Offense goes outside for a little bit, then defense, so we, we get acclimated. We've done that this whole year even the the Houston week it was in the 30s as well we were in and out you know our, our guys are are used to it it's kind of fun uh there's been a couple of times already this year where I've pulled up for a K-State game a basketball game and some of the guys are outside uh you know they're in the indoor right but some mm-hmm. are outside on that field that's to the east j- directly next to the indoor and they also have a gate open so you can kind of look in there and see what they're doing it's like ooh Whoa. i can watch a little practice Whoa. <laughs> That's all right. Stop tipping off, Coach. <laughs> uh, you know, it was pretty neat. Pretty neat to get that uh, a little glimpse. I mean, they weren't doing anything. They were just kind of doing some drills or whatever. But, um, no, pretty cool. And yes. it's going to be cold, guys, it, it, on it Saturday. It will be a little different cold than that Houston game. This will be your traditional uh, Kansas cold. Uh, this will on. be your traditional Farmageddon cold. For sure. Hey, Owen, go ahead and give us uh, what the government's saying for uh, for Saturday night. Yeah, Owen, come on. Getting it pulled up here. Uh, Saturday night, we are looking at a chance of rain and snow, mainly before midnight, mostly cloudy with a low around 22. 
Have they adjusted what the chance is? This morning they were saying 20%. Oh, we're up to 50 now. Really? There we go. When's the last time we've had a snow game? Oh, gosh. That's... Yeah, so you're asking like, the wrong guy on that. Well, I felt like there for a while, like in the mid to late 90s, we had like three or four straight years of a snow yeah. game. Tennessee K-State Cotton Bowl 2000. That was an ice game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was. I, 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 we've had a snow since then. What? Have we? I, I can't tell you a game. I, we've had freezing cold, but I don't remember snow. I was talking this morning about the fact that it, you know, Farmageddon, the, the, the ones that I've been to have all been bad weather. one way or another you know standing on literally snow that they've left in the stands in Ames uh, to having an ice game my freshman year to where the marching band would not take the field when Jack Cantelli had the game winner that was a very cold one I know Um, Thursday there was a Thursday night when I was in school where the temperature dropped into the 20s by game time and the wind chill was much lower than that oof in 19, I believe, is it 19? Scott, or no, 18. Skylar Thompson to Isaiah Zuber on the final play. I don't remember that game being too cold. Yeah. You know, the, all the way back, Troy Davis, when he was on his Heisman run? Yes. That game in Manhattan was cold. Boy, that was cold. Well, it is November. Yep. Kansas. It, it, Farmageddon. It, we started with a 100-degree night to begin our season. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what... Uh, what what Ryan Lackey is able to pull out for uh, for stats on how cold Farmageddon games are. Yeah, There's sure. been colder games, I can promise you. But um, I I believe the tickets are sold out. I believe there's just standing room only left right to be on. sold or something like that. Maybe not. Go to kstatesports.com, click on the tickets tab, see what they got left. Go pitch you up some tickets. It's not going to be that bad. You can't get anybody any? Come on, man. Everybody's asking me for tickets every week. <laughs> he's got, he's it's got basically tickets. a sweepstakes at this point. Yeah, he's got tickets to the basketball game. Okay? That's We're true. That's football. right. You know, and speaking of those tickets, though, in great transition, because not only do we need to take a break, we need to get these tickets out the door to a very lucky winner. Right now, I'm giving away two tickets to K-State men's basketball hosting Central Arkansas. Tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, Bramlage Coliseum. If you want two tickets, 537-1350. I'm going to take the first caller that gets this answer correct. So here's your question. It's pretty simple. K-State is playing Central Arkansas. Who was that very popular Chicago Bulls player that won six titles in the 90s that played college ball at Central Arkansas? If you can tell me the name of that player, you're winning two tickets to K-State Central Arkansas tomorrow night. Again, the phone number 537-1350. Who was that basketball player that played for the Bulls and won six titles in the 90s? That played his college ball at Central Arkansas. We'll get our winner during the break. More of the game is next. Back, Mitch Fortner, Troy Coverdale, David G, and Owen Burke. Phone number 537-1350. Speaking of that phone number, we have our winner. And that winner is out of St. George. Oh. Shout out to Jeff. Yep. That's J-E-double-F. Jeff. Nice. We'll just leave it at first name. Out of St. George. Congratulations to Jeff, who got the answer correct. 
I was giving away two tickets to K-State Hoops taking on Central Arkansas tomorrow night. The question was, who was that very uh, famous basketball player? I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Who won six titles Mm. with the Bulls in the 90s that played his college ball at Central Arkansas. Bill Winnington. It's a great guess. Thank you. I like that. <laughs> I don't know I, about a great guess, but it's a goofy answer. I that's mean, for sure. Will Purdue, if you're going to go there, I mean. Tony Kukoc. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'll take those tickets. Scotty Pippen. Yeah. One of the fantastic defender back then. They the were day. like, Central Arkansas. I was like, are you kidding? This is our, this guy's complete for We us? grew up in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Central Ark was a, uh, was a, D2 school when he went there, before they made the process up. That 30 for 30 where they show highlights of him in college is nuts. They Because he hit a growth spurt in, I think, in in central Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And uh, so his senior year, he was just a real problem. <laughs> I mean, going to places like <laughs> Duncan 90 times a game. Just amazing. And he had handles, too, because he started out as a guard. And so then he grows, and he's just... Two steps dunk. Oh man, amazing! He was a little younger than MJ, right? I think a I couple, believe so. Yeah, uh-huh. a couple. Of, he he get he got into the league a few years later. Yeah, I think. Yeah, amazing player. But where, where else has Scottie Pippen played? Do you know what, the other teams that Scottie Pippen played for? I do. Like after Chicago? After Chicago, I know exactly what teams he played for. Okay, go ahead. Portland. Okay, that's one. Houston. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then what happened after those two t- trips? Hold on here. Hold on. Um... Nuggets. No. I'm disappointed. I don't know, honestly. Seattle. No. He went back to the Bulls. He was he was he was drafted by Seattle in the second round originally. Was he? I'm pretty sure. Oh, you're right. Well it wasn't the second round, it was fifth overall. He was selected by Seattle. I don't know where I got second round from. They got Man, they How got, about that from Owen? Yeah, no doubt. Great, great pull. They, I had they, half of it right. <laughs> dude, Reinsdorf picked his pocket or the super, the Supersonics pocket. Who'd they trade? So, okay, so this is according to the Wikipedia. Having eyed Pippen before the NBA draft, the Chicago Bulls manufactured a trade with the Seattle Supersonics that sent Pippen uh, selected fifth overall to the Bulls in exchange for the eighth pick. And Olden Polonese. Yeah, I, was, I could tell that this name How is... did you know that? No way! Yes! Yeah! That's insane. Yeah. Well, I had a good pull in... Dave, you just couldn't let me have it. Good just had to I just can't stand <laughs> How did you pull that name out? Now, in the grand scheme of things, if you want to go for the real winner, yeah, who is Scotty's ex-wife dating? <laughs> Michael Jordan's kid. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> she's going to change her name when they get married. She's going to change her name to Jordan. She said that. That's, man. Uh-huh. That's a uh-huh. stinger. That's, that's, that that's a stinger. Man. Would it be wild she hyphenated? Jordan Pippen. Oh, man. <laughs> Jordan Pippen. People perfect. already do saying hy- that as like a hyphenate, hyphenation anyway, Jordan Pippen. Pippen Jordan. Jordan. Pippen. Not Pippen Jordan. Not Jordan Pippen. Pippen. Oh, yeah. Jordan. Jordan. Jordan's first. Man, that's rough, dude. All right, where are we at here? Oh, yeah. 
Randon Platner. Yeah, I buddy. owe him one on Saturday. Because last year's senior day, Randon, I uh, believe, did walk. He got announced and everything. And I was like, you know what? Randon has never ha- – I don't think he's ever had his name announced at the bill after a play. So I was like, you know what? It's a blowout. It's the fourth quarter against KU. We got to uh, – we got we got to give one to Randon, and I accidentally said Holder instead of Long Snapper Ooh. when I announced him. So I'm like, "Boy, Randon, I need a mulligan. Let's let's get this right, yeah. and we're gonna get it right on Saturday when K State takes care of business. Get that fourth quarter field goal, and Randon Platner is going to get his announcement uh, at the build as he deserves, like in game announcement for Randon Platner. Uh, but he's also been known to be a little charismatic, uh, and I'll let you I'll let him tell the story here a little bit, but. Start last year where he's holding instruments from the home team's band when the Cats are on the road. Uh, and then we've seen in back-to-back years in the KU games, he has been basically the drum major mm-hmm. of the K-State University marching band, Pretty the cool. pride of Wildcat land. <laughs> yeah. So here is uh, Raymond Platner. He spoke to the media earlier today and a lot of talk about his celebrations. Like uh, after the game and conducting the band, so yeah. to speak. Uh, it was awesome. I mean, I remember doing it last year against KU. I think that's what kind of sparked me with the idea is to run over there and, and hang out with the band a little bit. We were all doing the wall bash together, which was a really good memory for me that I'm going to have for a long time. And then going over to conduct him again was a cool cool deal. And you can get to see uh, Dr. Trace at the walk every day um, conducting the band when we go from the West Stadium in. And he's always super excited to see us. So I think just trying to be able to show those love and, and their support. They work so hard for us and Coach Clemens is at all time. I think just trying to have some fun with him too. It was, it was really cool. Did they invite you up there or did you just say I'm doing that? Uh, I made eye contact and pointed at Dr. Trace and he immediately started getting down and waving me up. So it was kind of a in the spur of the moment kind of thing. So it was, a, it was, it was pretty fun. Yeah. Do you have much of a musical background? Not a lot. I would say seventh and eighth grade I was in the drum line. Freshman year too. Um, so I a little bit of percussion. Um, my favorite <laughs> instrument would, is, would have been the marimba. Um, but after that, I had to choose between drumline hours and football hours. And look where I am now. So I, I chose football, but uh, it was yeah, a little bit, but not much, not much at all. Over the years, you've had a pretty good knack of being at the center of some of these uh, <laughs> celebrations. Where did where where did that all start? I've said a couple times it just kind of fell in my lap. It started really at OU last year at OU. We. Uh, took a picture the specialist took a picture on the field afterwards and then there's a band member from OU that wanted to take a picture with us and kind of saw an opportunity to take a picture with his tuba kind of a trade per se <laughs> and uh you know that's and then that got a lot of traction and kind of finding those opportunities as they as they came on but really everybody's asking what am I gonna do this year what am I gonna do this year Whatever whatever happens, happens, you know. So <laughs> not really anything planned, per se. You choose to return for a final season. How would you describe how it's went? I am glad, I'm, glad I came back. I think it's been a ton of fun, um, especially with the six-year guys. You have Hayden and Duff and Seth and Phil and KT and all those guys are jack. They're really fun. And uh, it's weird. Um, I'm seeing people that are younger than me going to get jobs and, and going to the workforce, which is eventually what I'm going to do at some point. But um, I've heard so many times from so many people that I trust of, Stay in college as long as you can, and I kind of took that advice to heart and and uh, and rolled with it. But um, it's been good so far. Yeah, overall, okay, pretty good. <laughs> How much work goes into uh, being a long snapper on a weekly basis? Like, what are you practicing while everybody else is out yeah. doing that thing? Um, so we have 10, 15 minutes of special teams periods every day. During those times, I'm working with the team and trying to perfect the, our cohesiveness as a unit. Other than that, when I'm not doing that, I'm either stretching or, or doing some stuff trying to support teammates and it's funny because you look at all the 
plays that you can get on a in a, in a game. 50, 50 offensive plays, 50 defensive plays, maybe 10 snaps that I'll get ever in a game. That's like kind of the maximum. It's It makes sense if I practice a little less, but those snaps matter just as much. So just trying to be ready when my number's called and throughout the whole game. What kind of legacy do you think, uh, I'll lump you in with this senior class, even though yeah. you might be a little older, what kind of legacy do you think these all you guys are leaving behind? That's a good question. I think it's a lot of where it started and where we're going to leave it. Having a year under Snyder and seeing how the program was ran then is a lot different than what, not bad, just different um, of what it was. And being able to um, go through the ups and downs of COVID and come out on the other side of that with a cohesive culture that can put together good seasons after good season after good season is uh, is something that I think we're all going to be really proud of for a long time. Um, the legacy of, I don't know, continuing to build that tradition over and over for years to come. Oh, Raymond Plattner is more than just a charismatic redhead with a mullet. <laughs> He does have a great look, but he is a very talented long snapper. As a matter of fact, last year was a semifinalist for the Patrick Manley Award. He's on the watch list for it this year. Phil Steele had him as an honorable mention All-American last year for the Big 12 championship winning K-State Wildcats. He'll have his final game at the Bill on Saturday. I did record and meet the Wildcats with him uh, earlier today. That'll be coming up. Uh, I'll play that during the bowl game. Uh, for Powercat Game Day that day, but the senior from Parkville, Missouri. Give me a little hint about what he told me uh, during uh, – well, I'll give you a question, a little spoiler for one question because I thought this was funny. His favorite player growing up, his favorite athlete growing up was a Royal. And we're talking early 2010s. <laughs> okay. I thought it was fitting. I'm trying to think. Oh no, it can't be Mike. It can't be Sweeney because no. that's just too like he. He'd go. He'd go wild. Jose Lima. Think barbecue sauce. You're blanking. Billy Blank. Butler. Billy Butler. Oh my God! I was like, all right, we're off to a good start, baby. I keep forgetting Here we go. That people like Rain and Platten are like 46 years younger than I am. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> growing up, he liked Billy Butler. Oh. Uh, also, I, I had a conversation with Philip Brooks earlier today. We got to because he was talking to D. Scott Fritchin. D. Scott asked him, "Are you going to be announced once again?" Because he did get announced during Senior Day last year. He's like, "I don't know. I had it last year." I actually said, "Like, you know what? You should do it. Mm-hmm. You should do it again." Everybody else, a ton of other guys are doing it. It's not just here in Manhattan. Across the country, are doing it twice. Yeah, it's just kind of what we're doing right now. I'm like, "Hey, man, just do it for the pop." <laughs> gonna get a good pop. Gonna get a good crowd reaction. Do it for the pop. That'd be. Is he gonna do it? And he said, "I I don't know." Cade Warner didn't do it last year. He actually got it two years ago, and he didn't do it last year. So maybe that's where he's getting it from. I don't know, but I encourage all the seniors to do what they want. Get the pop. Yeah. I don't care. I, I don't have my list of seniors yet, but I'll read all of them. So right. don't worry about it. Right on. Uh, I don't have a big sauce boss Reggie Stubblefield in there yet either. So. <laughs> No, no nicknames planned or anything. When you said "think barbecue," I thought sauce boss. Oh, that was his favorite player. <laughs> that actually would have been hilarious. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, by the way, I believe actually uh, sauce boss Reggie Stubblefield just won a. He's a champ. Is he a Canadian Football League champion? Yeah. Great Cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great Cup. Yeah. Shout out Dude. to him. I don't remember what team he plays for, but he's a champion. It was Montreal that came back and won. I believe. Yeah. The yeah. Alouettes. All right, we got. I'm sorry. No, keep going. No, 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 that's okay. All right, we got to take a break. When we come back, number one song of the day after these words. 
Yeah. Okay. Barrysville, Arkansas. Did you get a call back or anything? No. If they don't call you back, I'm going to be heated. Well, then you know it's probably somebody trying to rip you off. Glenn, Glenn Campbell's brother, he's, uh, he's mad. Uh, let me ask you guys a quick question before you go, Deej. So I'm going to ask this question on Powercat Game Day. Yeah. So, a lot, of course, the Big 12 is about to adopt a bunch of Pac-12 programs. Out of the uh, out of the uh, Pac-12 bowl games, which would you like to bring to the Big 12? Not including, we're not talking Rose Bowl. I got three for you. Holiday Bowl, Las Vegas Bowl, LA Bowl. Which would you want to bring out of the three to the Big 12? The Holiday Bowl, all that tradition. Uh, and the, I mean, Snyder wearing the Holiday Bowl jacket for 25 years is just amazing. Um... I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Vegas Bowl. Let's let's go gambling. I like it's got a Big Ten tie-in with it. Oh, it does. Um, I mean, we really don't have a Big Ten tie-in anywhere. Yeah. I believe, maybe, as far as I understand. About the only flaw that I would have with either Vegas or LA is that they're going to be wide open in terms of in terms of the you're both in NFL stadiums. Holiday Bowl is at. At San Diego State's new stadium, and it's much more right sized for college football, especially a bowl game. I, I mean, I'd rather have the game in a in a NFL stadium, honestly. Like, give them that opportunity. I mean, Vegas, the hot, it's the hospitality capital of the world. That, you know, that us media is going to be taken care of. Ooh, so, can San Diego, I, can I wear a media like thing to this? I got a. We can try to get you. I got a K-Man placard. Brandon Peoples hooked it up. Guy is cool, man. No matter what you, I'm not sure that gets you him. far in Vegas. Hey, K man, I'm on. I'm on K man here. Well, so, and the thing about the Holiday Bowl is the Holiday Bowl, like what it was 20 years ago, isn't what it is now. Valid. That's valid. It's not as prestigious in my like, just. It doesn't have the same feel it used to. And maybe it's because we've just not had the tie in for a while. But you know, I'd also like to maybe change the Pop Tart Bowl name. Just, to, I mean, even though I love Pop Tarts and their products. It's just like, come on, man. Can we do anything else other than the Pop-Tart Bowl? It sucks, dude. And it's like, like the Totino's Pizza Rolls Bowl? No, the PlayStation Bowl. Like, that is badass, you know? The Tony's Pizza Event Center. I like it. The Pop-Tart <laughs> Bowl, just the Uncrustables Bowl. I mean, come on, man. Get out of here. Dr. Pepper That'd be Bowl? dope. That would be cool. <laughs> I, I'm still adjusting to the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. All right, we got to go. For Owen, Deej, Troy, I'm Mitch. Our last live show of the week is tomorrow. Go Cats.